go out there and build a skill in anything that may interest you and just commit to it for three to six months and then watch how your world just changes before you and you start to make it your own and it starts to move you into different areas you never thought were possible. Think bigger, think bigger. And one point, I think we set a goal we wanted to impact five million people um, in a positive way. I feel we already like accomplished that. So let's make it 500 million people. <laughs> Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe, or shall I say matcha and a good vibe, because today we have on a team of co-founders, the co-founders of Nekohama Matcha. And I'm so excited to do this podcast and release it because we shot this one in Soho, New York City. And I get so fired up when I get to connect with teams because this team is a dream team. Literally each of them in their own respective ways and lights are so impactful. We have Sana, Jason and Jesse today on the pod. Max could not be there, he was in LA, but he's gonna be on part two because honestly, after hearing this one, you're gonna want a second a second podcast with them. But each of them in their own respective backgrounds and industries and, and unique passions come together to birth this beautiful company, which you guys are gonna hear about. And I think there's so many valuable tidbits and not only how they birth a matcha brand that is at the cutting edge, I'm obsessed with it. And you guys know I'm a coffee lover, but ever since I have Nekohama, I've been hooked on matcha. And they all, everyone in this business, they they have really, they complement each other in such beautiful, abundant ways, which you guys are going to hear about in this episode. And it'll provide so much value to you, whether you're looking for your co-founder. Hey, if you want to do business with your significant other, because yes, it is a team of four, but they're each in relationships with the other person. So whether you're looking for a dream team to birth your next business venture, or you want to do business with your significant other, they have such a beautiful dynamic and they shared so much on all elements. And one of the things I love about them is that they all are so open to share because I think entrepreneurship is a game and there's so much to learn every single day of this ride and this journey that we're on that it's so humbling and grounding and fulfilling when you meet other entrepreneurs who want to share the journey so much so they also have a youtube channel so i'm going to link everything nekohama below because i know after this episode you're going to want to check out their youtube channel because sana also has an incredible youtube channel where she has she vlogs her her life from being a model and an entrepreneur they have the nekohama YouTube channel. We also have a Coffee and a Good Vibe YouTube channel. So if you want to see this video interview in the beautiful Soho, New York, definitely check that out. It'll be in the show notes below. I'll have everything Nekohama below so you guys can purchase your matcha because it's literally the best matcha I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that. Um, additionally, if you guys are loving the podcast and getting value from it, send it to a friend. It means the world to me if you could share this link with someone you think would love it. Moreover, if you guys are getting value from this, share the love on social, tag Coffee and a Good Vibe, tag Nekohama. I'll also have all their Instagrams linked below so you guys can check them out, support them, because that's what it's all about. Uplifting each other to all crush it and live our most abundant and best lives because we're all in this journey of life together. So I'm sending you guys so much love. Enjoy this episode with the dream team behind Nekohama Matcha. 
Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. We're on take three of this, so bear with me here. We got lots of giggles and I'm so excited because we're sitting down with almost the full team of Nekohama. So guys, Sana, Jason, Jesse, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. And we're gonna we're gonna dive in because we're in New York City. It's so funny because we all live in LA, but yet it's all in divine timing. I know Jesse, we're gonna go into the the like what you guys each do on the team, but Jesse, like God bless you because I know we've been going back and forth for months on on when we could align on the podcast. And I'm just so grateful to have all three of you here together. And we're gonna dive in. Well, let's do it. Let's go. We're, we totally appreciate flexibility as well because it's just been so, yeah, we our schedules are crazy right now. But we love that because lunch. it's so imp- important in the story. It's like a true like beginning of a brand. It's always like that. And I think it's so, it's, it's going to paint the picture so much for people listening. Like when you start any company, like you got to be go, go, go. And we're going to go into all parts of that. So I want to start with getting each of you to kind of like give a little background on your journeys to where you are today. You don't have to go like fully, I know fully in detail, but maybe just like where you started and what brought you to right now where we are in this present time building this brand. Well, shall I start from here? (laughs) Um, I think at my journey, especially with matcha and, you know, in a way the company started about four years ago while I was living in New York Mm. and I was like traveling a lot and constantly fighting jet lags, drinking so much coffee. And I just felt extremely exhausted. And obviously, um, because I was a model, I really love like wellness and, you know, I had to take care of myself. So I just was walking down the streets here and got matcha at the cafes and brought this home. And Max was asking me like, what are you drinking? So I was making the matcha lattes and mm. he like tried it and he was like, this is so bad. Like it tastes nothing like my childhood. So we started doing like research and kind of finding good matchas and I just became I just really love kind of the routine of it and like making it and became like a substitution of coffee. So yeah, during the pandemic, that was such like a morning routine. And I just found certainty in in that in such uncertain times. And that was a moment that I was like, okay, we should like share this with the rest of the world. And we've traveled to Japan a lot, which I got where I got so much inspiration and just which I appreciated so much. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that. And it's so organic, too. We'll get into like your whole background with even just documenting your whole journey on social media, because I feel like that plays such a role and really like shows true and painting the picture of like it's so organic to your life. Yeah. Oh, I love and that. And then, so good. and then I, or I guess I, yeah. <laughs> well, I. So um, before Nekohama, I was actually working as an event director for a creative agency. So I did a host of events, whether it was like a pop up, fashion mm-hmm. shows, um, a lot of parties. Um, and things like that. So it was just super long hours. It'd be anywhere from like a 4 a.m. call time working until like 3 a.m. the next day all over New York City. And so I actually discovered matcha because I was drinking so much coffee as well. I was, I think my go-to drink was a red eye, which is 
if you aren't familiar with it, essentially two shots of espresso in black coffee. So it's not so good for you. And then I discovered matcha while actually in one uh, one of the cafes here in the city you might be familiar with called Chacha Matcha. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'm getting a little bit of caffeine and it tastes, you know, it tastes great. But I didn't realize until, you know, I think I, I was introduced to good matcha with Sana and the team here that those companies are, or the chacha matcha drink that I really enjoyed was really more of like a milk product <laughs> than it was matcha. And so fast forward, pande- pandemic occurred and I actually um, met Jason just before and we started seeing each other. And um, we were doing long distance and what really brought us together was when I finally moved out to LA and the conversation started and I kind of was able to bring more of my creative side of my background into helping, you know, create the brand that Nekohama is today. Mm, I love that. And uh, I guess for me, I mean, I've been there from the beginning with Sana and Max ever since they lived on the Upper West Side, uh, going to matcha outside their apartment. Uh, Sana must have introduced it to Max who introduced it to me. And that's really where the progression started. And uh I was visiting Sana for her birthday party in LA right when the pandemic hit. So there I was, uh, found out on Joe Rogan's podcast from an epidemiologist to not go back. And I was like, we got to listen to this. We're not going home. And that's what started this, I mean, 10 month journey, you know, us three in, in their apartment at the very beginning of Sana literally hustling around reaching out to all the different farms, having all of the matcha sent in to us, and then her and Max really diving in and trying them. And I don't mean trying them the way that, you know, normal people are are looking at matcha, Mm -hmm. which is like a lot of water and a little bit of matcha. I mean, they were trying it the traditional way, thick, pasty, and just one after the other. And I remember, I remember just having a few at the very beginning and just being like, I, I don't know how you guys are doing this because wow. it was, I mean, it was rough. Like it was very, very bitter and they just kept plugging along just mm. one after the other for hundreds as so it's pretty wow. incredible to be where we are now finding the matcha that we did and um, all of the hard work that. Yeah. Like it's, it's any business brand, right? It takes so much hard work. And like, I think people don't, sometimes realize how much work it takes till you're in it. And then you're like, you too much skin in the game and then you're never going to turn back. But like, what is the, why, what was the driving force? Like the intrinsic why behind this brand that kept you going? Like, especially each of you individually, like you guys all on your own have so many things going. Like Jesse has her events. Jason, you do so much other coaching and work and Sana, you have modeling. Like you have so many other things that are thriving and abundant and you could totally stay safe in that lane. But you were like, no, I want to do this. Like, what was that like inner whisper of being like, go? Um, so I think a couple of years ago, I obviously started my YouTube channel yeah. and I tapped into wellness and like healthy living and recipes. And um, I got so much feedback from people who enjoyed seeing this and got a lot of inspiration out of it and really mm. loved following this like health journey. So mm. that gave me so much like inspiration too that I was like, okay, my mission is, or my bigger mission is really to make the world a healthier place. And I feel especially, you know, in in wellness, and I mean, especially in LA, there is sometimes so much going on with adaptions is here and this and that, like the wellness space can be very confusing. And I think something what is for us very important is to go back to 
pure simplicity, which really aligns with like our wellness or with our like lifestyle. So that has really been just our goal, I would say. And I think I've had plenty of conversations, even, you know, as a business owner, like, or in a startup, you have moments where you're like, I don't know anymore. Or like, I don't know for what am I doing this, whatever. And I would have coaching calls with Jason. And this is actually already before Nekawa would ask me, what's your goal? What is your bigger picture? What's your life? And he was, think bigger, think bigger, think bigger. And one point, I think we set a goal. We wanted to impact 5 million people in a positive way. I feel we already like accomplished that. So let's make it 500 million people. I love that. And that it's such a big audacious goal. And everyone like I interview, I feel like they, you always have to have a why that's so, a why that makes you cry, right? And if it's that big and abundant, you just keep going. Um, this is a question to a Jason on the spot, but someone listening who's like, you know, they're trying to discover their why and what makes them happy, like that self-awareness. Like what would be your best tips or anything that you would recommend for someone out there searching for that? Uh, Actually, in in trying to find the why or trying to find the passion, I always suggest uh, getting into a skill and really developing a skill and making a commitment to a skill for three to six months. And then really just staying consistent and disciplined within that and not worrying too much about where it's going to lead you or how are you going to, you know, use this in the future. And I feel like once you develop a skill, you can start moving it over into how to make it more personal for you. And I think that's where your passion is born out of. So for anyone out there, that's, you know, I I think seeing, oh, I want to, I want to be passionate about something, but it's not coming effortlessly to me right now. I think we'll go out there and build a skill in anything that may interest you and just commit to it for three to six months and then watch how your world just changes before you and you start to make it your own and it starts to move you into different areas you never thought were possible. I love that. Do you think people complicate it a lot? Like just hearing you say that, I'm like, I feel like we as like just millennials and people who are just like so consumed by like what other people are doing all the time, we kind of like make ourselves like, lose sight of just enjoying the process or even like letting ourselves get to that point where we're just kind of like doing the skill to do the skill. Cause like for me, I was like, well, what's the ROI of me doing this? Like I analyze everything. So do you, do you think like it's hard for people to even get to that point where they can just like do the skill? Like, are you just saying, just do a skill. Don't think about the business, like just do something that makes you happy basically. Yes. I think we make it too complicated for most people. Uh, and I think what's underneath that is the fact that people don't trust the process of the learning that the commitment to whatever it is you're doing will show you how to make it what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's always looking for, well, how is it going to work? And, yeah. and how is this going to make it money for me? Or how is this going to get me what I want? And the plan doesn't unfold until you jumped all the way in. And now once you're in, it begins to unfold for you. And so, yeah, maybe a little complicated. I love that. I mean, re-listen to that right there. Um, I have to ask. So everyone here and Max, who's not here, so we'll get, you guys can explain what Max does. Uh, You all bring so much to the table to birth this company. And it's crazy because everyone comes from your own unique journeys. And I love how it's, everyone has like their own, like specific thing that they're like, 
the GOAT at, the greatest of all time at. So could you guys go into like what your roles are um, within Nikohama and how this like dream team comes together? Uh, well, <laughs> I think it's fair. I think everyone can almost guess already. Obviously, with like my background in like uh, you know creating content, yeah. I would say I'm mostly in charge of like the content we are making for like YouTube and like Instagram and kind of how can we like educate people there. Mm -hmm. And also, I help with the creative direction on like how do things need to look, how do things need to feel, and helping like on the shoots and directing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I work a lot alongside Sana as well, but then I think my, my biggest um, focus is like head of partnerships as well as kind of uh, design and product development on any new products that we have coming out. And the partnerships kind of works perfectly for like my past experience. Yeah. Because before I was always tr trying to adapt, you know, from the creative agency perspective, of telling the brand story of a company that already knows what they want. And you would always have to mold and shape to what they need. Yeah. And that was something I, I always felt was missing was like, I wanted to tell like my brand story. And mm. this is why it's so exciting to like have our, our company have Nekohama and like being able to be like, okay, hey, the partnerships that we're working with, like this is how we make sure that you're aligned with us and yeah. that everything we're doing is something working us towards like the greater good of like spreading health to, to the world. It's <laughs> so exciting. And uh, for me, it'll be head of operations and head of people. Uh, and then any anywhere else that we need people inside because you know at the end of the day it is a startup and even though you know we all Jesse have and I were talking about that before she's <laughs> like well everyone wears like all hats because that's what happens but fulfillment we're, running around yeah. we do it all we're titling it out right now but, yeah, but in real real life it's, it's definitely not that structured you know it's it's all hands on deck all the time yeah. and, and what about uh, Max. Does it all. What's his Max Instagram? Like, at um, Matcha Bay? Um, at Matcha Bay, yeah. Check him. Well, he got, he got, yeah, he got the handle Matcha Bay, which I think says it all. He like sprinkles <laughs> the salt or the matcha on like everything and tops everything. I think he's he was really directing everything and like, you know, in charge of like the mm. business side of everything. Um, so I feel like, you know, if our creatives here and then I think that's just like an amazing balance oh, to, to have here. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask. So and customer service too. Oh, I'm like, I'm it's unbelievable. I think sometimes he, the first thing in the morning, he talks first to, Insta, you know, on customer service through Instagram DMs. And then after he's like, oh, good morning, Sana. So it's like the customers <laughs> first and then it's me, which I already accepted. So I love it. <laughs> and I love you guys do matcha tastings. We're going to get yeah. into brand building. Cause I think you guys are all like incredible at that, but before we do that, there's the, you know, a lot of people out there, they maybe have an idea or vice versa. They want people to join their team. And the thing that I think is so cool about your team is that first of all, it's like you're doing business best friends, but also relationships. Like it's two power oh, couples yeah. <laughs> that come together and you know, someone I've listened to so many podcasts and then there's some like power couples who, who have like skinny confidential, uh, love them. Like the, Lauren Everett's and Michael and they always say like rule number one is never do business with your stuff know, you're sitting with the other but you know it works for them it works for you guys so I would love to get like your best tips for someone finding their dream team their perfect co-founder from you guys and do you rec obviously you recommend do Ooh. business with your significant I mean, other yeah I think that <laughs> I think that totally but I, I actually it's a funny thing like I can 
talk from experience because yeah. Max and I, before that, also kind of did business together yeah. where he was helping a lot in, you know, Your my personal, personal business. And that didn't work. Really? That was standing into, you know, in a way in our relationship. But for some reason, it almost feels like Nekohama is baby of us and mm -hmm. we can work on something like that together and then especially to do this with like you know another couple and two best friends is just like really amazing and yeah. it's honestly it just went all so organic and naturally that it was wasn't like oh let's find let's find people to do this It just with. came together it like kind all of your just came together each other yeah and i think you know we all complement each other in like the talents and you know the things what we what we can do mm. and you know it's definitely a challenge to you know you have to keep things separated in a way i was just gonna ask about boundaries because i think that's a big thing like regardless if it's your like someone you're in a relationship with or a friendship right even just with myself like i have a lot of friends who own companies and we're friends but then we also will do business together so it's like how do you guys create those yeah. boundaries like okay when we have because you also want to talk about your baby all the time right i know yeah but that's also the thing like in a way through our life is now 24 7 like we're on it right yeah. and even when we hang out or even it's free time but i mean when i talk from my perspective we love it so much mm. that if you really love what mm -hmm. you do I that totally doesn't become honest, that yeah. much of a of a thing i mean i'm speaking for myself like, yeah. <laughs> I, i'm all for it i think it's been great We've been together, uh, Sana, Max, and myself, working together, being together, living yeah. together at some points for years now. And I think that Jesse coming on board was just like the icing on the cake because it just she's. Makes sense. Wow. I need wow. some, wow. some feeble energy. We can't. We actually can't disregard the fact because at the very beginning, so this is for people who aren't sure. Jason was actually very concerned because he was always someone who kept business and private life completely separate. Mm. And so there was actually, you This you think that up. now, <laughs> you say that now, but there was Let a time. Call him out, girl. No, it's true. But like, you know, when you hear, you know, the story of kind of how I kind of became a part of this family, like yeah. I was sort of like the add-on addition, like, right place right time and like mm. thank goodness you know it really changed my life but like there was some hesitation because you know i remember max was like oh my goodness like we would love jesse to be a part of this as well and jason was like well i don't you know like i don't know because jason. you know that's you can tell <laughs> no, but what? like it, it, because no, it's it's real. yeah um it, it, it definitely it definitely started earlier than nekohama And Jesse was around and she was she was with me. We we're all together and we we're all working on things. And Sana was working on her on her YouTube channel. And Jesse was just on it, helping out, mm -hmm. being very valuable. At a certain point of her deciding to come out and be with us in LA, Sana wanted Jesse to work with her. And so had to have a conversation with me very respectfully and yeah. and of my boundaries and if I thought it would be okay or not. And so this was a really tough thing for me to think about because, yes, previously I would never, ever mix business with my private life. How are you then? Because um, this, this is probably perfect for you. Then how, when Jesse came on board, did you create any systems or boundaries that you were like, I'm going to have this? Uh, it was more, it was really more about the decision of, I thought there's two ways it can go. We can keep it separate 
and 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 basically say it's against my boundaries and everyone would have respected that mm-hmm. and that doesn't really ensure that we're going to end up together you know which would have been the reason of doing that i'm going to keep this separate so we have a better chance of being together or you're going to join and that's going to be a better chance of us being together mm-hmm. and when, once i started thinking about it through that lens it made sense for her to be in with us mm-hmm. one because i think she was interested it would have been extremely helpful to Sana at that time. And then it blossomed into Nekohama. And, you know, I couldn't imagine it a different way. And I think the fact that we're all together and we all get to spend time with each other throughout the day definitely helps at least my view of what a relationship should be because yeah. I really didn't want to have a relationship where, you know, I'm gone for 10 to 15 hours, mm-hmm. maybe even 18 hours, and then come home and then have one hour of quality time with my significant other. I really love that you said that because I think it's all the way you look at things, right? Like you can look at it as the one side or you can look at it through a completely other lens and see only the positive and it's clearly serving in such a beautiful way. And I love that. And I kind of want to transition into the brand building because you guys are all the best at that. And I think it's, I'm on the side of the mindset of like, you need to be building brand yesterday. Like document, I love what you're doing with the channel and documenting the journey. Uh, Also with like Sana, your whole background of like sharing your journey on social media and your life. You built this amazing community. It's not just like followers, it's a community. Like I'm sure they support the brand like no other and a lot of them have purchased matcha. So um, what, is the current brand strategy of the Nekohama YouTube strategy, Instagram, like what it, do you guys have a particular way you're approaching building brand for a new company? This one is on me. (laughs) Well, I think it's just unlimited content everywhere. And I think really, you know, from, from my perspective too, I think something what my community always loved to see the most was just the reality, like, the process mm-hmm. and like the things behind. So that's what we're really trying to do on for Nekohama as well. So we kind of have like a little strategy on each platform. So obviously on YouTube, this is kind of how Nekohama started. Jason and Max started a vlog series, how to build a business Love in 30 it. days. And cause you know, a lot of people want to do this, but don't know where. So they captured over the last year, we captured so much content and like Mm -hmm. the whole process and showed like ups and downs. And this is really what we want to show to people as well. And obviously on YouTube, we will have like educational uh, content because that's where we really want to educate. And I, yeah, it's just really important, I think, for any brand to, you know, TikTok, like reels, you kind of have to be everywhere. And yeah, we just enjoy so much like making like videos and do this with like other people. And I think that's really important. That community has always been number one for us. So mm-hmm. we are scheduling matcha zooms with people and to kind of, it's almost you need the experience of drinking it together and like making it. And then you realize like how impactful it can be. Yeah. So that's also what we just love to do with people. And I think this is an idea Jason and I had a long time ago is to I have this series on my YouTube channel, Coffee Talks, which yeah, really I really noticed lo- people really those. like to start tree talks. So we would travel around the US and pick a tree and meet oh. people in a park and talk. And in a way, we kind of do this with matcha now. We meet up with people, have people come over. And I think that's just 
yeah, that is are the most fun parts of it. You know, it's so cool. It's super authentic because you came up with this organically, like you were seeing what was working with your own brand and what you guys were doing and then just kind of evolving that for the brand with your own experience. And even with um, building your brand, your whole journey, I always say like, start just documenting, sharing more of your personal brand. Um, how do you think that has like changed your life specifically? Cause I know you have, I, I watched your YouTube channel from the beginning and I know it was almost like, um, it was nerve wracking in the beginning and oh then you God. got into it and then <laughs> you're like, it's like, could you ever imagine if you didn't do it? I know Max almost and Jason, no, did, yeah. wasn't it Max who like pushed you to start vlogging? Well, not re well, not, I wouldn't call it pushing. I was just, <laughs> it was really intense. Gentle. I was just like, I was just more like interested. I know, remember like we sat down in a restaurant and I was like, Max, I want to build a personal brand. How do I do this? You're and Gary V on that early adopter really, like, stage. I was literally, I was like, I was like, I want to build a personal brand. How do I do this? Cause what I knew he was doing it. Huh? Cause now everyone wants to build a personal brand. Yeah. But. This was, um, I think for, Four years ago, yeah, like four years ago, right before we started dating, like almost four years ago. And I just, I think we were dating for like two weeks, honestly. So I was like, okay, I want to build a personal brand. How do I do it? And he was like, you got to start YouTube. And he was like, yeah, just practice, have your camera, try these videos. And I kid you not, like I tried like a hundred videos, wasn't happy with it, hated it. I was like, God damn it, I can't speak English properly, which I couldn't. If I watched those first videos, it was like nerve wracking. And... I don't know what it was in me that I was like kind of persistent and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because it yeah. was definitely a tough process. But the funny part was that at the beginning, I actually had not really an idea what I wanted to do. So I was just trying things out, mm -hmm. you know, showing my real life, showing modeling, sharing recipes, beauty. I went like in every space. I started posting content of what I was mm -hmm. doing. And it was really at the food where people started that picking that up and like responding to that and were interested and I loved cooking but I actually didn't realize I loved it that much and because wow. of YouTube it was really that I started researching more I started to be more interested in foods and ingredients and mm -hmm. I think through that I was like okay matcha like I started to dive deep into that so I think in a way YouTube has helped me to find my own passion in that sense. So yeah, I can't really imagine like not doing it. I love And the cool thing is too, is like, as you're growing, your audience is growing with you, right? So they're like along for the ride, like, okay, Sana, what's next? And one of the cool things I, I loved in your videos is that when COVID happened and then the transition with like slowing down, it's like your audience was like, like, thank God, like they have a sigh, like she feels it too. Like we want to slow down too. And then they want to hear your tips for how you slow down. And like with Jason coming in on, on, I remember that one with the scheduling and like how you structure everything. And then when you're overwhelmed, you had Jason on and he like talked you through that. And it's cool that the more you continue sharing, the more that you're actually like building an authentic brand. Yeah. It's uh balance there <laughs> and then so with growing your channel was it did it get to the point where it was just too much to manage on your own when did jesse come in in that journey because i want to get jesse's like take on the other side because i feel like you're I, an organizational queen just with helping me even organize this podcast and like you have organizes a, my and, life and like the the brain that uh, a creative needs you know well, Do you know how some just like, you know? No, I mean, I was thinking on a lot of different projects and it's true. Like I tried to do it all alone. And mm -hmm. this at one point really, you know, 
with the combination of like the pandemic really like hit a toll on me and I was like okay I can't really do this anymore and it actually went really organically that Jassy was just around like had the same interests in like cooking and food yeah. and I think also a similar mission in like inspiring young people and like that went kind of very natural where she, she Jesse was just always there with me in the kitchen and doing all of these things and like at one point I was just like she should just like be with me all the time and I was like how am I gonna ask this like I was like but she already was and I was like oh so yeah I don't know um I mean here's the thing though like Sana is like just the creative genius right so for me, like bringing more of the organization side, which totally came from my background in events where like you have to plan everything to a T. Yeah. You know? And so that, you know, comes very naturally and easily for me. Whereas the things with like having to be in front of the camera and like being comfortable with like, you know, speaking to your audience and like yeah. knowing what to say, that's that's very strange and new to me. So, you know, I even though we're working together, I'm actually learning so much from Sana in that process. And I think not only, you know, enjoying the process but growing as an individual as well and so mm -hmm. it's really just like I'm so grateful to to have found someone who's like my best friend and Aww. also like a business partner that we can do these things together because you know without Sana and just her incredible platform and her community like Nekohama wouldn't be where it is right now. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I think that that's such a testament of like what happens when you Shout build out to brand the, community the right way. Like yes. literally the best. It was literally the best. No, was, I, I'm going to be honest. Like sometimes even on YouTube, like you hear creators, like there's yeah. so many negativity in comments. Like I have barely experienced this. Like people are just so freaking supportive. But and it's because you're positive. that. It's because you're putting that energy out. It's so yeah, much but like it's yeah, it's. Thank you for that. <laughs> On that note of like just the partnership of you two, Jesse, when you, cause I love how like you're both like different sides of the business. When you like, and Sana started obviously growing a friendship, were you like, oh, I know exactly where I could help her scale. Like, did you know, like, was that, cause you said you, you, with the events background, you have your area of expertise. Well, it's, it's interesting because it's so strange. I actually never watched YouTube <laughs> until until I met Sana, because for me, when I when I think of YouTube, I think of like, okay, what is it that I need to learn today? Where mm. it's something as random as like, oh, how do I fix, you know, how do I fix a broken dishwasher? You know, yeah. things like that, where I see as more of like that research. So this was a completely new side of like, oh, people actually really enjoy getting to know the person behind the camera and seeing their daily life. They love daily life vlogs, what exactly. I eat in a day. They and love it. And so yeah. I remember, you know, when Sana spoke to me, I, I not only watched several, like a lot, a lot of her videos, yeah. but then, you know, I looked at different other creators in the space and I was like, okay, so for me as somebody who, you know, doesn't really use YouTube, what would interest me as I'm watching, you know, as I'm watching her videos? Like what's something that can make me relate that is supernatural and at the end of the day, it's really just Sana being herself, which is why so many people love her. Is So she's so real and she's kind and she's this beautiful person inside and out. And not only that, but the minute she really focused in on like, I love cooking and this is what I enjoy, which is also the reason why she's putting in that time and effort into designing her new kitchen is so really she can not only serve her audience, but also her, her passions. Mm, that's so beautifully said. I love how it's 
Jason said this too in the beginning with the brand and then with your whole journey, it's like finding what you love and your passion and, and discovering that. And then you're never steered wrong. Cause like, look with cooking like that came the passion birth for even just sharing more about it. Yeah. Do you guys have any tips for anyone who is like maybe on either side of like they're, they want to build a brand, but they're nervous. Like what do you have any like saying statement, anything or it could be a tip, anything that you would leave someone with who's like flirting with the idea of like, okay, maybe I should be documenting my journey. Maybe I should be like just even sharing my brand. Hey, maybe I don't even have a business, but I should start just sharing that I'm passionate about dog walking or whatever it is. Do you have anything you would, any tip on like starting? Tips for starting a brand. Draw out a vision of what you think it can become and look for the purpose underneath of why it's attractive to you. I know what Sana was saying before, you know, reaching 5 million people and positively impacting them was a, a good starting point of the why underneath the obstacles we were going to face and building that out to even more people and developing and cultivating what that is on bigger and bigger scales definitely helps us on a day to day go through and continue building the company. And so I think with that in mind, if you're going to start something or if you want to start something, what is it that's underneath that that you really want to give to the community and what kind of value do you want to bring? Because that's what I think makes it so fulfilling is that you're bringing value to people or at least you believe you're bringing value to people in a way that is helping them and also you know, creating so much more in your life. Do you have any tips just around that with patience? Cause what came to mind with myself is like, I know right now, especially when you're, when you're putting out, I know a lot of people tell me like, I'm putting out value, putting out value every damn day, Jason, <laughs> but it takes time, right? <laughs> it takes time because building a brand does take, to, especially now with the, the, like the market, I'm not like, I'm huge on like saturation is a good thing, but I know that you have to be in it. Like with growing a YouTube channel, you got to keep posting videos. Like you can't give up because it could take one to, to have that hockey stick growth or yeah, you just never know the piece of content that's going to take off. And also there's still gradual growth in each one. Would you say, do you have anything you would say to someone who's like to cultivate that patience with this journey? The first thought I have, it just brings me back to maybe the first book I've ever read on uh, growth and development called the compound effect, which is, you know, if you're going to do something and you do it in smaller quantities every single day, you may not have results in the first year or the second year, but by the third year, it, you're doing quantum leaps mm. in terms of the results you're getting. And everything that you listen to here, even though I think it, we, we are very well established now, you know, in a lot of ways came from the amount of work and effort that Max put in for years building up and developing channels like YouTube yeah, up to millions of subscribers on multiple channels yeah. and then meeting Sana who then put out a hundred videos that she mm -hmm. didn't use sitting in front of crowds of people taking the camera yep. out, feeling the stress of this and then going through that until she built up the skill and she tried all these different things and then found what she liked and her purpose, which then brought us to this next stage of you know, like what's next? How do we build a business out of this? How do we make this, you know, really touch people in a way that we can feel and grow this into something even bigger? 
And without all of those steps that really went in there, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today. I love that you said that because man, people don't see like the, the years and years and years it takes to build and like the amount of like setbacks because we are, they only see the come up, right? Like Dave Portnoy, he's huge. But if anyone knew back then, like he was getting laughed at for what he was doing. Yeah. And it's just so important to acknowledge that because like if you're listening and you're like in it, like know that like you, you have to just keep going because everyone that you look up to and you maybe compare yourself against like had that journey. I'm going to shift gears into the fun stuff because I, I love it asking these things. And I know, I know this is big with all of you. How do you guys fill up your cup? I want to go non-negotiables routines. I know Sana's got a lot of routines and videos on that too. So we can link those as well, but you all have to, especially in this stage of your life with the brand, you, you let, like it's busy. Like we're nonstop. Go, go, go. Like when I got here, you guys are coming from a full day of things, right? After this, we have a, a stop at a certain time, and then there's another another thing. There's so much, right? And it's a good thing. And we love the New York energy. But how do you like fill up your cup and manage your energy with routines, practices that you guys can I want each of you guys to share your little thing that you do that keeps you. I'm gonna go first. Jess um, is gonna go first. Well, it's interesting because I I think I got a little lost with my routine during quarantine because I used my my routine used to be I would wake up, I would make myself a coffee or a matcha, and then I would go boxing. Mm. And on the walk boxing back, I would actually think through, go through kind of my planning, my calendar of like what I would have to do. However, the moment you know when the pandemic happened, there was obviously no more events. And so I actually felt a little lost because I was like, well, what am I planning? You know, what am I planning out? What am I doing now? And so, you know, I think it's really just Sana, Max, Jason, seeing the way that they're, okay, sticking to a routine, starting the matcha, I think is the biggest thing was like, okay, I'm going to start this day with a matcha and I'm going to make it myself because up until I moved out to LA, I had never made a matcha for myself. Like it cha matcha, it was always, where are you at? <laughs> exactly, it was always at a cafe. And for me, I was like, I don't even know where to start. I'm just gonna count on someone else. And then starting the day with making the matcha for myself really kind of opened up my mind and like, okay, I wanna be productive today. This is what I'm gonna do. And mm. it, I mean, it led me to this. It's almost like you set an intention <laughs> when you're yeah. making the matcha yeah. every morning. Exactly. And I really yeah. love that you, you said that because I just feel like, Sometimes we think that we have to do all the things and maybe it's just adopting one practice that you see your, your, your environment doing. Right. And it's not overwhelming because it's one practice and look how it like changed the whole trajectory of your day. It really did. And it so, was, you know, similar to the compound effect. The more yeah. matches I made every day, the, the wealth of experience and the things And you're that so came present with it. Life. Cause I watched Max <laughs> make the matcha. It's Oh yeah, present for sure. Present. <laughs> and then who wants to go next? Uh, yeah, so I think there's like for me a couple things. Like I kind of feel like a morning, a little bit evening. I think the morning, I just love waking up before everyone else and to really have that moment that. for myself. Because obviously we also work kind of on New York time. So in the moment when I wake mm. up and everyone is still sleeping. That's really like my time. I don't have my phone on. Um, I do two things. The first one is making matcha it's just very you know comforting and I set a good intention for the day and then I do some stretching with the foam roller just to like open up my body relax and just gives me like a nice and 
yeah, a gut feeling for the rest of the day. And I'm like slowly gradually like adding kind of journaling a little bit, like the five minute journal, which kind of has helped me. But to travel, I didn't bring it. So I don't know if I can call that an actual routine anymore, but I was pretty consistent for a while. And in the evening, I know some people are also have are stick to like evening routines. I love that. That's a new thing I'm trying to cultivate. Yeah. So I think something what we all do together, we often have dinner together or not often, like mm. when we're in LA, we take three really deep breaths before dinner. So we close our eyes, take three breaths and then we start eating. It's almost like closing off the day taking a breath and then like appreciating of course like you know the food and it's kind of yeah it's yeah, just a it really nice changes your state it's completely too. those three breaths which literally take three seconds change your state completely which i think has yeah had Actually, a very positive effect day, you need that whenever you slow down your breath you realize how much we we don't do that yeah so now even if we're in restaurants or if we have friends uh, over or if we're at people or people's houses or like, no, no, we got to do the breaths and people are actually like, oh, whoa, this is really nice. Yeah. You know, we're not going to go into digestion, but that will impact how you digest your whole meal. And uh, for me, I've been through different, definitely different sets of routines for sure. <laughs> the big ones for me are whenever you set your alarm, wake up on the alarm, like don't snooze. I always like to get up right when it hits off because I think it's sending a signal to your mind that you're saying yes to the day and you're saying yes to waking up, which is a big one. And uh, matcha has become a staple in my mornings now, whether or not Jesse makes it for me or I make it for her and it alternates yeah. um, depending on what we're doing and what we have that day. And if we're in the same place, that, that's been fantastic. And uh, I like to think about it just in terms of breathing and being present with it you know it's it's definitely something that you cannot think about but when you think about it i think that's what makes it fun um and uh, i like to actually breathe in for five seconds and then breathe out for five seconds while i'm doing it um, how many rounds uh, as many as it takes to make the matcha uh it's not easy i i've been doing it for a while now wow. and um it's it's interesting trying to move at a different pace than what i'm breathing at but i, I really like the practice of that and then um, when it comes to all the other things that we have going on, uh, we use Monday and I have made my own board on Monday for like everything that I have going on and like made it very wow. personal to me. And that seems to be like the place that I like love going back into and trying to like move around and figuring out the scheduling. And that's, that's kind of how we keep it all on board. And then the last thing is whenever there's traveling going on or anything where there's all movement, the time. <laughs> which is constant, I love it because I'm always listening to whatever I'm studying or trying to get into next. So I feel like whenever we're transitioning or moving somewhere, I'm putting in like hours and hours of listening to things that are that are helping me build, you know, practices inside Nagama and outside. Um, I love so like books, mentors, things like audiobooks, audiobooks, classes, courses, wow. like always constantly. Yeah, growing. Oh, I love that. So many gems, guys. I'm so grateful for this, like this time and, and each of you sharing so much like openly. It's it's truly just so inspiring for everyone listening to hear. And I just want to honor you guys for your time today, especially because time is so valuable. And I want you guys to plug, obviously, Nekohama, but also individually, because you're all up to so many incredible things like as people individually. So share anything like 
the best way to connect with you and then Nekohama. We'll have everything plugged below too. So like, don't worry about stalling. Well, you can find me at Sonda Flute, which hopefully will pop up here. Um, yeah, and obviously the Nekohama page, we were yeah in the DMs or on YouTube. We're always responding and yeah. And they there. can get Nekohama online. Yeah, and on their new website, which is launch, uh, was launched uh, probably by the time this podcast comes out, you can also schedule like a Zoom a matcha tasting with us on the oh website. God, so, so fun. Yeah, with one, of, those one of the founders. Or no? Um, I feel unlimited. It's, yeah, it's like the four of us, or one of us or two of us will you host that, it. Guys? So That's yeah. crazy. That's, um, and check out the, the YouTube channel too. That's amazing. Yeah, we all monitor just the comments on the YouTube channel mm. as well as our Instagram because we really feel, you know, we want to stay connected to you our community. We care about the community. We do. Yeah. Um, and you can find me at Jesse with a two E's, Quo, K-U-O, which I'm sure will be linked below. Yes. And you can find me at Jason Gorski, Instagram, website. Yeah, come check out Nekohama. Come check out the YouTube page. Come check out everything that we filmed. And we hope to see you as part of the community. And uh, we thank you so, so much. You have made this all possible for us. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you made it to the end, I just want to honor you for your time because you just took time to invest in yourself. And I think that is so worthy of being celebrated. Moreover, if you made it to the end and you want to share this podcast, it would mean the world to me. You screenshot your phones, post it on Instagram, let your friends know that you love coffee and a good vibe and we love you. And that would just help this podcast reach more people, which is the goal. If you are listening to this on Apple, give us a rating and review it helps the show reach more people and it definitely helps this podcast get out there and get rewarded by the apple podcast algorithm so i would appreciate that so much i'm sending you so much love wherever you're at and just know that you are abundant you are thriving and you are more than enough i will see you guys in the next one